today on The Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Well, the pandemic has affected everybody's lives, as we know, but it also has affected uh, uh, an interesting part of our life, and that is musicians. And joining us to talk about uh, an interesting twist in their career is one of the founding members of Chicago, trumpet player, flugelhorn player, and also vocalist, Lee Lochnane, who, Lee, first of all, we hope that you're safe and secure in Sedona, Arizona. Thank you for joining us. How you doing, Ted? Thanks for having me on the show. And uh, yes, safe and protected here. I'm just I'm, uh, <coughs> um, having fun with uh, my daughter came to visit from California. I'm raising my uh, 17-year-old son who just broke his foot, so he hasn't <laughs> been able to play football. But you know what? They canceled the practices anyway. So <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> he couldn't have played even if he was healthy. Perfect. So, so he, he is nursing uh, his foot back to health. All right, so let's uh, first of all talk about this. I know uh, you were, you and the guys were playing your uh, residency in Las Vegas in March, to use a term from Chicago yes. 5, all is well, and then, boom! Off stage, and you get the notice that you have to go home because the pandemic is now rearing its ugly head. Were you surprised initially by that decision? I was surprised um, that we weren't able to play the last couple shows that we had booked. We were uh, we we played eight shows at the Venetian, and then we played a couple shows in between the, that time within within that uh, uh, late February, early March. Uh, time period that uh, in California and we played one in Arizona and and uh, and then we went back and, and played the rest of the, the shows in Las Vegas and I think on March 14th we were the last show in America to be performing <laughs> after that everything shut down that's when uh, uh, CAA announced that uh, the promoters were closing everything down. Live Nation was were closing all venues down worldwide. So it wasn't just us; it affected everyone across the board. So and and then we all were thinking that it wasn't going to be it wasn't going to last that long. You know, a couple months uh, this will blow over and we'll be back up working. So this is quite. Uh, shocking that it's still going on this long and uh, you know hopefully it will end sooner than later now I know Lee that uh, you got home like the rest of us and they were told uh, all of us physically isolate all the terms that we're going to get real sick of mentioning the bubble social distancing physical distancing I get it so you got home and was this a case now of when you realized that maybe this was going to go longer than you thought you would? Um, like, what what did you do on a on a daily basis? Because obviously, this is something that nobody expected. Well, you know, I mean, like everybody else, we did it. We just did it sort of one day at a time. Get up and had breakfast, and then you would, you know, see the news reports until you can't handle watching it anymore, and you turn that off. You know, but. You don't know who to believe because one side is saying one thing and then the other side is saying, and I'm talking, you know, in America, it's Democrats and Republicans. Right. I mean, and, and you have to read between the lines and figure out what is politicized and what is reality. And uh, pretty much live your life as, as um, 
normal as possible under the circumstances. And as you've noticed, there is no normal anymore. So we're making it up as we go along. You know, it's interesting, and you talk about the same thing, because I've mentioned this on my program for months, that one of the things that I do as a political junkie, as a news junkie, it's part of my job, too, is I, you know, go on the air all day, and I read the news and the COVID stories and the updates. What do I do, Lee? I go home, I have dinner, and then I watch CNN. I watch Chris Como talking about his battle with the coronavirus. And then I watch, uh, see it, you know, Don Lemon on CNN, and I see what uh, the president is doing after a while it gets to the point where i have to shut this off because it's affecting my mental health oh yeah i understand i understand you don't know uh, you know how far how much information you actually need as opposed to uh if what you're being told is really factual or not now, did you have um, a lot of difficulty staying basically inside your home? Because we saw some of the stories about Arizona the last little while. The cases have, it, it, it's kind of calmed down a little bit, but it was one of the hot spots. So for your own situation, you talk about uh, having family members visit. Were you basically staying inside your home? Pretty much. Pretty much. Because, I mean, Sedona's not that big anyway. Right. So... <laughs> And the hotspot is more uh, Phoenix area than where I am. So uh, the, the, the thing is that when people come up on the weekends, you know, I just sort of stay home. But, you know, you go out and you go to the grocery store and stuff. So, you know, we would be susceptible to it. But, you know, we, we uh, care of what we're supposed to be taking care of, and you should be fine. So when you go shopping in Sedona, Arizona, did you mask up going in the stores, and were other people masking up as well? I wasn't masking up initially. I am now, for sure. Perfect. You know, when, when something is, is invisible, you don't know if it really exists, even though you're being told it is. Yep. So, uh, you know, there, there was a getting used to uh, uh, period for me. And then I realized that, you know, I, there's no reason not to. So wear a mask, be safe, and, uh, you know, move on with your day. Now, one of the things you were involved with is, uh, and people can uh, look this up on, on YouTube, it's uh, called, uh, it's, it's a video, it's like a Zoom video, uh, Hope for the Future, a song for healthcare workers. It was recorded and released in April, and it basically included a whole lot of trumpet players, literally from around the world, yourself, and you're talking from Norway and Japan and other parts of Europe. That was an absolutely beautiful piece of music. I tell you, every time, and I've watched it several times, every time I watch it, I get a chill. Talk about that particular venture, because that was something that was unbelievable. Well, um, my friend Ryan Anthony, who has uh, unfortunately just passed away uh, from cancer. Wow. He, has, he, he had multiple myeloma. He was the impetus behind the, the song for hope. And um, we had done through the, through, through the last eight years, uh, two or three uh, fundraisers with the Dallas Symphony Orchestra and the best uh, trumpet players on the planet that he could get. And, and we would all show up in Dallas and uh, raise money for the cause. And um, um, unfortunately, with the, the pandemic coming through, uh, 
the manufacturer the medics medicine for what was him survive was put on hold find a cure for uh, coronavirus and i i I don't think that helped his situation at all, but uh, uh, it's very fair to have lost Ryan Anthony, a great trumpet player, got to be a very good friend of mine, and uh, he, he started being a fan, and then we got into a friendship, uh, so I'm sad to have seen him go. What was it like uh, doing that actual uh, piece of music? Because it's uh, like 20 or 30, literally um, more than 30 musicians in 14 countries. Was it basically everybody just played the particular piece of music and then sent in the video and then somebody edited it all together? Yes. You don't know what it's going to look like at the end. And the impetus behind uh, the the Song for Hope, the World Band, is that the one that you're talking about now? Yep. The World Band has something like 1,400 participants all over the world, all um, levels of relationship uh, from beginner to professional. And um, uh, it was really an honor to be a part of it, and uh, I think it came out great, and it's a uh, a living legacy for Ryan. You know, when you talk about that, and that was, of course, uh, filmed to... Uh, his part, he filmed his part in the hospital because he went for a, another um, a bone marrow transplant. Wow. And you watch that, and that, of course, is attributed to healthcare workers. And the thing that jumped out at me, Lee, was the fact that... Um, and it's kind of a hackneyed phrase, but all of us are in this together. And as we mentioned, it was people literally around the world, like, you know, somebody starting off in the States and then Oslo, Norway, we're here representing and then uh, Tokyo, Japan, and then on and on and on. It was it was nice to see literally everybody, the world, as you say, coming together. Exactly, exactly. And um, it was a nice symbol and um, I think uh, very effective and I hope everyone in the world is, has a chance to see it. So, Lee, let's talk now. Uh, one of the other things that you were involved with, uh, maybe uh, kind of looking uh, through the editing process, is uh, I received, uh, got a copy of my book, uh, the book that uh, your uh, group has put out uh, called Scrapbook, 400-plus pages. I'll say that again, 400 pages of basically the history of Chicago. Uh, it is a coffee table read, but you'll need some time to do it. It's year by year and pictures and pictures and pictures and of uh, uh, old photos, ticket stubs, travel plans. Uh, how much input did you have in that? I know that Peter Pardini is a guy who put it together, but what about yourself? Well, I was pretty much, I lived it. Yep. Let's put it that way. Peter and his brother Matt, were the impetus behind the book. They they put this sucker together and edited it and uh, figured out how to put it in some sort of meaningful order. And uh, I think they did a, a spectacular job. Yeah. I, th- th- there's stuff in here that I had forgotten. And, uh, you know, when, when you live it, you just sort of move on from day to day. And uh, when you look back, you go, oh, my God. 
That was that long ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, I can't believe I was, yeah. I was actually doing that. Uh, we wanted to... Exactly. Uh, we wanted but, to actually mention the fact, uh, you and I talked off air, uh, that this is the first time in 53 years that you guys haven't had a summer tour. That's got to be a bizarre feeling. Everybody's off. It's not just us, but we were used to going out and, and playing for people on a yearly basis, and we miss it. And we can get back and, and start people again. Uh, it's, uh, uh, we've always enjoyed it. People have always enjoyed coming to hear and see us. Um, can't wait to get back. Once, they, once uh, this thing blows and uh, doesn't seem to be blowing by very quickly, does it? Uh, but the, the sooner the better for us. And uh, we are chomping at the bit to get back out on the road. Lee, just before we wrap up, I, and you kind of touched on it already, uh, the fans are wondering what the plans are for the next little while. This, uh, this virus, of course, is controlling everything. Uh, might it be uh, hopefully later on this year or certainly next year that you're back on the road? We will be on the road as quickly as we possibly can. But it's, it's very difficult to plan ahead. Uh, I think... Peter Chivarelli, our, our manager, has has set up uh, tours. You know, uh, I, I think we initially postponed and then moved the shows to later in the year, and now we move them to all the way to next year. So we have we have postponed this this year's summer dates to next year, and it's a matter of how many people are going to be able to make those shows with what their schedules have and, you know, obviously their pocketbooks and everything else that becomes involved with the um, putting on of a show and people going or not going. Uh, but we can't wait to get back out there again, and uh, we miss seeing you guys. So um, I know that you're spending time with your son. I hope his broken leg and broken ankle uh, gets better soon. I know spending time with your daughter, uh, that's the one good thing in all this. So, Lee Lochnane, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, stay safe and well out there in Sedona. I know for all of us here up, up in Canada, we can't wait to see you guys back on the road. If it takes a little while longer to get everything ready from a safe and uh, safety standpoint, uh, that's, that's good as well. Can't thank you enough, brother. Uh, stay in touch and... Uh, Stay healthy. All right. You too, Ted. Thank you very much. Have a great day. The Bill Kelly Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.